good morning or afternoon whenever you watch this. They're watching it late at night. They're oh, probably yeah. listening to it instead of watching it, though. I mean, it's a podcast, oh, right? Oh, you smartass. So today in the queue, we have merch. Yeah, that's right. Up on my Etsy store, we have merch. We do indeed have merch. And, you know, I thought I was being clever because, you know, today in the queue, I've said that every time now, so get it? Q? Like the letter Q? No. Like whenever you queue up for something. So like a line? Kinda. Oh, 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 that's, that's, that's cheeky. <laughs> you mean like, uh, when you queue up for like a battleground or something like that? Okay. Yeah, you know, since we talk about World of Warcraft. So, in all seriousness, today in the queue we have pet battles. More specifically, beginner pet battles. Yeah, it's just kind of like going to be a nice way to get yourself started on it. I know that some people are hesitant on it because they don't really know the best way to get started. Shit, man. Like, I think today was my first pet battle ever. Like, real pet battle when you're not just, like, going up against things you shouldn't fight? I I think one time when I didn't understand it, I went up against something in Suramar and it one-shotted me and I learned my lesson. Yeah. Yeah, they'll do that. So with getting started, you must have a level 5 tune. Mm. So get yourself up to level 5, then you can start pet battling. So this is that's for, like, really fresh players. Yeah, like, so if, you've... if you're listening to us, you more than likely already have something over yeah. level 5. <laughs> so generally, like, you, you can still follow these instructions if you've never started the battle pet stuff, or yeah. you've started it and maybe lost track along the way. So... To get started, for the absolute beginner, you purchase battle butt training for 10 gold. Okay. Which is not very much. No, no, that's that's pretty pretty easy to come by. That's maybe, like, one quest. So, you must have at least one pet eligible for battles. Not every pet that you have is going to be a battle pet. Mm-hmm. Some pets do not have battle abilities. So, how do you know if your pet is a battle pet? Which I think is a pretty important question here. Yeah, oh, that's definitely a good question to ask. So when you click on your pet in the pet journal, it will tell you if it's a battle pet or not. An eligible pet will have a health bar and a type as well as attacks. And we will get into um, different like pet families and stuff later on. I have a few examples that I will tell you, but I'm not going to go into examples for every type because that's really tedious. So like I can say for sure, as far as like ones that I know are battle-capable and ones that aren't. Like, the one you get is the achievement for having collecting all the pets from, I think, um, uh, Burning Crusade stuff. You get, like, a little Naru as a pet. And it's, it's purely cosmetic. It yeah. does not fight at all. Also, guys, I want to apologize if our audio is a bit different than it has been. Our mic died on us, so we had to go get an intermediary mic until I can get a better one. Um, so yeah, if we sound like we're recording with a potato, that is why. You know, it, it was really bad in the middle of raid, and it's kind of just like, it cut out. Oh god. Because I'm, so. I'm generally the one that's like, because I've done the, the higher content raiding, I'm generally the one that's like explaining it when I go with my casual group. So like, well shit, what do we do here? <laughs> like, what are we gonna do if Steak isn't making the callouts? How do I know if I'm supposed to stand in front of the boss? Yeah, because I, I generally do make a lot of the callouts because I'm I've got really good situational awareness for rating. But, um, so battle pet training is taught by battle pet trainers. Who would have thought? Who would have thunk it? <laughs> so the trainers will be located... Trainals. 
the trainers will be located in your starter zone. There will be two trainers, one for ally, which is alliance, mm. one for horde, and located in the faction's main city. So, for example, if you're alliance, it's going to be in Stormwind. Right. I'm not sure where it is for horde. So, for horde, it's going to be in Orgrimmar. So, for the alliance, if you absolutely cannot find it by the instructions we're about to give, ask a guard. That exactly. is your surefire best way to find it because they will mark it on your map for you. It's marked by what? A little flag? It's marked by a little flag, like a red flag with an exclamation mark on the inside of it. And that's for it goes for anything you ask the guard to find. Sweet. I think you told me about that earlier. Yeah, and it was it was kinda helpful in getting to it. So basically in in the in Stormwind, it is um, if you're familiar with where the embassy is or where the It's where the portals are. Where the right? portals are to go to like Hajal <clears throat> And like all the cataclysm zones and stuff like that, and near like the Pandaria portal and stuff like that. So she's like right there, sitting under a tree. The Horde one's actually a little bit easier to find. Like it is really easy to find. So you go up to where the Flight Master is in Orgrimmar, up on that big plateau where the uh, Zeppelins are, and he's actually like right there. So if you've never done any paddle, bet, ah, bet pet battling before. <laughs> I'm not the only uh, one who's on getting every, Like, on every different race you have, talk to that person and ask to learn about training battle pets because they'll actually be, um, there will be, uh, race-specific pets. Like, yeah. I think that the Tauran one was like a, uh, was like a prairie dog. The cool thing that I noticed earlier whenever I was looking for the girl to start training with battle pets is on the way there, since I had pet pet tracking turned on, which I'll get into how to turn that on in just a minute. Um, I, like, along the way, I ran into several mm. low levels that I could catch, and I think I caught, what, a rat and a squirrel? Yeah. I went to go catch a rabbit, but you I hit it too hard. You the hell that rabbit. But, okay, so, it. to initiate a battle, which is what I said I was going to get into, find a wild, a wild pet battle or another trainer. So, a wild pet battle... Locate the tracking menu. You can find this on your mini-map. Um, so, the search icon, the little mm -hmm. microscope. Not microscope. Um, mi magnifying glass. Magnifying glass. You're going to click on that, and um, you're going to find track pets. You... Can you... Okay, you don't have to go to the... Um, no. Okay, no. that's, okay, that's so later you're on. You're referring to, like, the, the, ta the town stuff. Yeah, I don't Which, that. I will get into that in just a moment, so bear with me. You're going to turn on track pets, and so from there, battle pets will appear on your mini-map. They'll mm -hmm. be indicated by a green paw. Yeah. Um, and you can actually mouse over on your mini-map to see what they are. Yeah. And the cool thing is they will be indicated by the same thing floating above their head whenever you find them. Mm -hmm. So if there is a squirrel, per se, that you can capture as a, how, as a battle pet... It'll have a green Instead paw. of just being just a random critter. And battle pets will typically have... They'll have a level yeah. on them. That'll so, like, vary depending upon, like, what level they are. The same way that you would look for, like, available quests or quests to turn in, like, with the exclamation point or the question mark above their head, you will just find a paw icon. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> uh, let's see. Where am I? So make sure that you have an active pet and activate the wild pet as if you were initiating combat. This will begin a pet battle. I want to kind of tweak that because what I did was I just right-clicked on it and it yeah, initiated that's, that's a battle. Yeah, that, that's what that means. But whenever you initiate just regular combat, you go attack it. You mm -hmm. don't do that 
with a pet battle. I mean, you can right-click on someone to initiate combat, but yeah, I, I get what you mean. It, I just find that that's the easiest because it'll just bring you right into the battle. So, one thing that this guide, I think, that like we got our information from doesn't really bring up is the fact that sometimes the ground or the terrain is not suitable to pet battle. Like, you'll... If it's... If you're standing in water... Yeah. You can't be standing like in water. Or, like, a Um... It basically... It, it, the terrain is not really matched up perfectly to pet battle. It'll t it will tell you that you can't pet battle here. Well, because, like, um... The reason I say this is because some of your combat abilities, like, if you're just in regular combat... Mm. Like, say you're in Azuna, like, in mm. that weird cavern place that has all the spider webs mm. in it, and mm. you can't really do, like, normal combat there, especially as a demon hunter with yeah. your, like, strike and your leap, because it just won't let you. So you also have to be out of combat as well. I mean, I kind of figured. <laughs> uh, another interesting thing, too, is if you're flagged in, like, war mode, and you pet battle, uh, you're fair game. <laughs> to people like literally they'll come up and just like smack your ass when you're uh when you're trying to do a pet battle so something really important when it comes to pet battling is recovering after battle so you yourself whenever you battle somebody you will heal mm -hmm. your pet however you need to manually heal your pet so after you finish your first battle your pet is most likely beaten up like mm -hmm. you took some hits there are a few options here. You could swap pets, but your if your goal is leveling a pet, then you need to revive your pet so it can battle again. You have three choices here. You can use Revive Battle Pet, which is an instant cast. It has a 100-yard range, 10-minute cooldown. It heals and resurrects all your pets for 100%. Your second choice is to go to the search bar uh, by the mini-map again. Mouse over Townsfolk because you will not find this in like the regular menu mm. and then you'll go down and click on the stable master it'll track the stable master you will need to go to them indicated by a horseshoe icon mm. and click i'd like to heal and revive my battle pet and it's a 10 silver fee so hunters will actually be familiar with this person anyways because it's the same place you go to actually like go to your pet stable yeah so like you're you're familiar with this if you're a hunter the um the third option is uh, battle pet bandage. So a possible reward from a, from the sack of pet supplies received uh, received as an award from quests given by pet trainers. Mm -hmm. um, I believe you can actually buy them on vendors too with the currency. I'm not sure. I, I think so. Like I, I was looking earlier. I think you actually can. So related to earlier, whenever I was talking about capturing the rat and the rabbit and mm -hmm. the, the squirrel. So when it comes to capturing pets, once any of your pets is at level 3, you can unlock another pet slot. You'll be able to capture wild pets now. Um, all you have to do is find a pet that is capturable. Once you do, mouse over the pet. If it says capturable in green, um, you'll be able to initiate combat. <clears throat> You'll need to get the pet below 35% health. Make sure that you don't do like me and just one-shot the ding. I mean, some abilities, unfortunately, especially if you're fighting a level 1 pet, so are going to kill it. learn your abilities. Yeah. I think what it was is, like, all three of the pets you had out were level 5 pets. Yeah. Versus a level 1, and we just, you kind of nuked it. I felt really bad. So, the capture chance is increased by 20% each time you fail. So, every time you fail, your chances of capturing it are going to go up a little bit. 
I believe too through achievements and like the more you do pet battles and stuff like that and the higher your pet levels get and collections and things like that you actually do increase the chance to do this I, it's been a long time since I've actually really done that part of it but I believe it's actually increased because I think that I have like a 35% chance like when I do because I've got like a thousand pets so like when you you know you fail the first time the next time it's 35% because you actually get an improved trap hmm. when you get the certain achievement and I think it's through a uh, number of pets you have that's really cool so before we move on steak what are you sipping on today uh, Red Bull and tea. <laughs> That's an interesting combination. Is the breakfast of champions. Or is it the dinner of champions? Because it's like almost midnight. Oh, I got something trying to get some of my Red Bull. <laughs> Damn uh, ants. I'm sipping on oolong. I think yours is what? Lemon zinger? Mine's lemon zinger tea. I think yours is poor, isn't it? It is. It is poor. It's rather oolong because yeah. I, I love you drinking oolong. Oh, I love oolong. Now, Steak, what are you sipping out of today? Oh, I'm sipping out of my Horde mug <laughs> because I'm for the Horde. Hell yeah. So if you want that, just head over to uh, Blizzard's store and pick that up. Um, it's a great investment. Anyways, oh, I yeah. think we should get back to our... Uh... So once you get them down to 35%, throw the trap. Yeah. Which is indicated by a cage icon. Yeah, it, and it'll it'll flash when yeah. they actually get it, low enough. It will not light up until you get them to 35% or lower. Um, there is a chance to miss. The tooltip states this. Um, keep trying, because eventually you will capture it. Mm -hmm. After combat is finished, you will see the pet name and quality. And I will get into quality whenever we get to pet families. Okay. <clears throat> so, moving on to stats. What do the numbers really mean? So, they're pretty self-explanatory, but whatever, let's get into it. So, health is the most important stat. Uh, monitor this at all times. During pet, uh, during pet, during battle, your pet will take damage just like you. Unlike you, your pet cannot heal itself. You need to revive them. If your pet has not died, a small amount of health will be restored. Now, I want to give a caveat to that real quick. There are actually some pets that have healing abilities that can be used in combat, so they can actually heal themselves up. However, the pet will like so. Your pet will state in their abilities whether they can heal themselves or not. Just like with any other ability. Think of it like Pokemon. Yeah. Like, honestly, that's this is Blizzard's version of Pokemon. If you know how to play Pokemon, you know how to play this. Yeah. Uh, where was I? Oh, yeah. If they happen to level up, they will be fully healed. Yep. So, visit your stable, stable master regularly to restore health and prevent pets from dying too often. They will receive no experience that way because... They're dead. Yeah. <laughs> so, again, it's like, even when a player levels up, they actually get so, the full health, too. What you mentioned earlier, I was about to get to, there okay. are also pet abilities that restore health. Okay. So, for those who don't know, I take a lot of notes, or Snake takes a lot of notes, depending on who does the notes that week, and we put a lot of time and research and effort into these podcasts. Like, with the macros, we had... A bunch of notes. That, that was a tremendous undertaking. Like, that that one, uh, that one was long. So, I feel like, this one's a bit informative, too, but I think next podcast we do is going to be a lot more laid back. Because yeah. Because these have been really intensive, like, research-wise. So, next week, oh, I want to point out that for Christmas, we, like, that week we will not have a podcast. Mm -hmm. 
because we need a break too. Um, we will resume in January, however, so expect that. Um, I think last, or next week we are wanting to cover where we think things are going to go in BFA, potential mm-hmm. theories we might have about things, so stay tuned for that. Alright, so next up we have power determines the base damage of your pet abilities. Ooh, excuse me. There are abilities that alter damage, both positively and negatively, which I will also get into again whenever we get to pet families. Mm. Um, damage is also affected by the type of attack and the type of defending pet. Speed determines who attacks first each turn. It can also be affected by abilities. Using a pet with high speed is advisable when you're looking to capture. This will t- this will save time and avoid pet death. So what I can say about that specifically is that uh, flying pets are generally really fast because they're, of their passive. And, Which we will get to that yeah. during pet families. And then rabbits. Rabbits are always really good because they're generally really fast. Alright. So, leveling 101. So, this has changed a little bit because of how they did the level scaling with BFA. And so, I'm, I'm going to kind of touch on that. So, it's pretty easy, but it is time-consuming. So just keep beating up enemy pets until the XP bar fills up. You know, soon enough, you need to move to a higher level area. I mean, it's it pretty much follows the flow of... Well, okay, so it used to. So Blizzard used to have, and you know, the guys have been playing, guys and girls have been playing for a longer time, know this, that... What about our non-binary pals, babe? Them too. <laughs> so, basically, the zones were set up to where you went to a certain zone, you stayed there for so many levels, and then you left. Yeah. So the pets were actually, would be around the level that you would have them at. Like, so in the starter zones, you're going to have pets that go up to, I think, level three. Yeah. Or maximum, like, level five. And it'll actually say on the, um, on the, when you mouse out of the zone, it'll actually tell you what levels the pet ranges are. And it's... Most likely, like, it's indicated by color, right? Like, yeah, what's so, in your range. So, okay, so if the range, if it's gray, that means that your pet, the current pets you have out right now. Out level. Out massively. Out, it's like. So, uh, like, if you have a 22 and, like, you mash over, like, a 5 or yeah, something. Yeah, so it's the same thing as, like, when you're fighting other players. If yeah. you run into someone who has, like, got a gray level, they, they're going to give you no honor. They're way lower than you. You're not going to get any benefit out of that green means you're going to get some but it's not going to be like the maximum yellow is actually the optimal level range you want and so orange i believe yeah orange is more difficult so it's going to like they're going to be more challenging for you but they're going to give you a high reward there's still a chance of winning it exactly if you have the right pet combination you actually might win it and then there's the red. Like, red, your pet's going to get destroyed. Like, if you yeah. have a level 5 pet and you go to level 25 zone, you're just going to get wrecked. I mean, when it comes to leveling pets, think of it as leveling yourself. I mean, you yourself are not going to level unless you do the quests and mm-hmm. beat things up. And, you know, well, aside from the vegan who um, leveled without killing anything. That was impressive. Like, that I got to say, impressive. that was really impressive. They, I think they did it through just mining and herbing. That would take a lot of time and dedication. Props to them. Yeah, that's determination. They probably made a killing on the auction house after that, too. I want to point out that I'm not 
like the the tone of voice probably sounded like I was trashing the vegan. No, it was yeah, more it was like cool. it was it was more of me saying like if you choose to level without beating things up, props to you. That's so you can impressive. actually interesting thing too is like you can level through pet battle suit. They give a fair bit of experience. Yeah, you can also level through uh, battlegrounds and dungeons mm-hmm. and. Oh yeah, so many different ways. All right, so basically, um, so like I said, they they kind of messed messed up the flow when they did the level scaling because you can stay in classic zones from one to sixty, just about. So you can literally, so if you're in like Stranglethorn Vale, you can literally stay there until level sixty and then it's going to cap out on you, and then you're going to ha- have to head to the next area. So just be aware of the pet level range, and if you start to exceed it, maybe consider going to another zone. And, you know, it's it's fine, too, if you're maximum level and doing these, because you can just fly around and just nail them pretty quick. So the maximum pet level is 25, and that's been unchanged since it came out. Yeah. So, and we're, I think it... I believe it came out in Cataclysm. Yeah, Cataclysm. And so now we're here at BFA several expansions later because Cataclysm was like the third expansion of the game because you had Burning Crusade, Lich King, and the Cata. Nice. So we're now at the eighth expansion (laughs) of the game. Still at level 25. Because, you know, we're getting into 8.1 coming up and it's still, you know, level 25. So, we will be including, like, a nice little leveling guide. Mm. And a a piece of advice that I can give is you actually want to get 1 to 2 up to level 25, and then have a leveling pet out in your main slot, and then switch it out. Like, get one hit on the enemy, and then switch it out, and then use the other two pets to, like, you know, win the battle. Because the other two are maxed out, all the experience is going to go to the leveling pet. And that's actually a strategy I think people use in Pokemon, too. So, let's talk about quality. So, they're divided into four, four different quality, like, qualifiers, I guess. So, you have poor, which are the... When you click on a pet to fight it, you're, like, you're not going to be able to see, unless you have an add-on that can track it, what the quality of the pet is before the battle. Mm. And especially if they're... so. When you first start out, you're only going to be going against one pet at a time. And then as the pets get higher and higher, there's going to be two pets. And then finally, a full team of three pets to go against you. Let me get our little gremlin real quick. Okay, go ahead and do that. So, you're going to be fighting against full teams, eventually. And they're going to have different pets. And essentially, if you're in the mood for capturing... And you see a poor quality, a common quality, uncommon, and a rare. You know, that's... You want to go for the highest quality because they're going to have the better stats. As they as they level, their things, their stats are going to scale better. Now, that's not to say that you can't capture, like, a poor quality and using a battle stone, turn them into a rare. Because I've, I've done that several times myself. So, the poor quality, they're gray. The common is white. The uncommon is green, and the rares are blue. Essentially the same way that weapons and armor would be set up. Now, there are elite pets, or epic pets, and there are legendary pets, but they are not um, set aside for players. They are specifically for trainers, and as, like, wild pets for, like, challenges. So let's see what else we got here. 
So rare penalty pets are the strongest you can get. So even if they're the same level, you know, you basically, you could take a rare quality pet and just beat the hell out of, of a poor quality pet. So like, something that's rare quality is going to have more health and mm-hmm. more hit damage than, yeah. like, say, a common quality. Right. Which is why they're rare. <laughs> oh, yeah. So let's see. Let's talk about a little bit about pet types. So every type has another, like an opposing type that takes extra damage from their attacks. Which, um, we can kind of skip over that because I have a Okay, so you have the whole, guide. okay, whole table? Okay. Like, um, the next thing that we're going to get into is pet families and pet okay. types, so we well, will get I into that. I think that's just a few away, because I've got a couple more I want to I cover Yeah, here, that's but... why I say just go ahead and skip okay. over that and we'll get into so it. We, so I'm delaying this until later, because we've actually got a nice chart. The, uh, the link that I copied this from in the first place did not have clarification on pet types or anything, okay. so I wanted to get into that, because I'm sure it can be a little bit daunting. Yeah. Now, we will be providing a pretty clear, like, link to where you can, like, look at a chart and go yes. through It's like, it's a very, very nice chart. Most definitely. Um, with the guide that I have, I only have a few, ex- like... So some of the types have examples, and then after that I'm just going to kind of breeze through the rest of the types. The chart that I'm linking is extremely easy to read. It is very comprehensive. I think it even uses, like, the symbol for the type, right, in the chart? So it's got the picture of the the pet. It's got how likely it is to drop. It's got the abilities. It's got what works well together and what opposes. Okay. And so, I'm also going to be, like, including um, the add-on that I use for pet battles. Because it's really effective because it actually shows, like, what abilities your enemy's using. If they're on cooldown, when they're coming off, cool, off cooldown, things like that. Yeah. 100%, like, in all of our podcasts, any research that we did, the source that we pulled it from is going to be in the description. Any other helpful links is going to be in the description. And maybe even other people to watch that get more in-depth yeah. or specialize. I mean, we, we kind of do like a nice little TLDR yeah. kind of thing for ours. Because I know a lot of people don't want to sit there and read through a whole guide. Yeah, exactly. However, it with playing the game, there comes you having to do your own research. Right. Oh, absolutely. Especially if you want to do something like the Celestial Tournament, or you want to fight the legendary pets in Pandaria. Which, the Celestial Tournament tournament is included in the pet types. Okay. So yeah, that we will actually will be providing information to how to you know find that guide, because that guide actually gives a nice overview of a good set of pets you should have in general. Yeah. Like, ones that are really effective, not, not only their... Uh, not only their type... But also their uh, their breed. Yeah. So like, say you get like a balance one, or a health one, or a guardian, or a speed pet. It will suggest, hey, the, you know, get a speed pet of this because it being fast is really important. All right. So you go out and you fight the tamers that are given. To, you know, you're assigned to do these to the quest, and that like do all the quests that the battle pet trainer assigns to you before you move on. Because so, question. It, yes. So, what happens when I've beaten all the trainers? Okay, so after you beat them all, you unlock the pet battle-related dailies. Now, this abyss, this is kind of applied to the original ones 
that were out in like the classic zones and like Outland and Northrend. The Pet Battle World Quest that came about in Legion and BFA, they're a little bit different. I mean, okay. I do, like, they're still going to pop up on your map even if you don't have battle pets that can do it. Yeah. So they're really good to do because they're going to award you the charms, which yeah. is actually something that we're going, to, um, we're going to cover here in a second. So basically go for the Tamer title after you've beaten all the pets. Like, do the dailies and then, you know, fight Tamers on every continent and get that title because, you know, it's really going to be fun. So basically I need to defeat every pet tamer mm-hmm. in Azeroth. Oh yeah. And then you can also when you defeat the tamer, <laughs> become the tamer. <laughs> you you actually if you collect all the pets in uh in these zones, you actually get the zookeeper title. Hmm. Which I'm one pet shy of that because there are pets that are determined by weather and season. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. There are pets that don't even show up at, show up till like nighttime or early I'm sure, morning. I'm sure that there are, are even some pets that my cat's a crackhead. <laughs> I'm sure that there are even some pets that you can only get during like maybe certain festivals. Yeah, like... absolutely, absolutely. That that only during certain times of the year and certain holidays can you get these pets. Now that's not to say that people don't buy them and then put them on the auction house because that happens. So. Next, all I'm going to cover is like the pet charms. So this is a system that came out to give you a currency to use at vendors to get pet supplies, to get, you know, to buy actual pets, like maybe rarer pets, which are really good to have for different pet battles. So Legion and BFA used a different currency. Okay, so Legion used the, uh, the shiny pet charms. And all these pet charms, by the way, are account bound. And they basically you can trade them across your account to send them to a character you need need to have them on. I wonder if they can hear our cat just rustling with a bag over there. <laughs> I hope not. It's the one pet I can't catch. <laughs> so basically you can also gain these through like mission table missions and like both Legion and BFA. To get them through the uh, world quest and things like that, and so when you get these, they're really good to have. Like I said, so say that you're on a horde character and you want an alliance side pet, and say that you've done all the reputation required to get that pet from the alliance side. So you send them over to a character on the alliance side that that can get them, and because they're account bound, you can just you know, send them to that guy, you know, no no big deal, and then buy the pet. And it because the pets are actually now bound to your entire account, it's really great. That was something actually that was really nice a while back, was before they made them into battle pets, they actually made it to where pets that you'd gotten on one character were shared amongst your entire account. <sighs> Is our, she's got the twist eye. She got, oh, she's got the twist eye, so she's having a lot of fun over there. Oh, she's never going to shut up. <laughs> Alright, so now we get to move into pet families. Hooray! So... Are they keeping it in the family? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... I don't even know why they gave me this, because... Uh, maybe I just didn't write this down. <laughs> like, when I actually... So... 
Common is indicated by green. Um, uncommon is indicated by yellow. Rare is indicated by orange. Now, this is specifically for your chart. This is specifically for the, the chart. Okay. This is not specific to the actual game. We've already told you what what colors they're going to be indicated by in the game. So this is basically like a, if you if you had the chart and said, okay, well this pet can only be gained through these means or how yeah, so, rare is it to get in the game itself. So um, it, it's basically a ranking <laughs> it's basically a ranking of how hard it is to get in the game. Okay. So common is green, uncommon is yellow, rare is orange, very rare is red, Purple is one that you have to buy, or mm. is a promotion that you have to buy. Okay. And gray is unattainable, whether it be because they're no longer available, mm. or you can't get them yet. Gotcha. I apologize if you can hear our cat in the background. <laughs> like, she's just having fun. So, the first one that we're going to get into is aquatic types. So, their passive is harmful damage over time affects... Um, or harmful damage over time effects are reduced by 50% on aquatic pets. So, any dots that are harmful... So, say that the opponent put, like, a bleed on your pet, then it's yeah. going to be reduced. The, the number of rounds can be reduced. But it's it's reduced 50% on aquatic pets. Mm -hmm. So, um, that's just specific to this type. Takes extra damage by 50% from flying abilities. Mm -hmm. So, if the opponent is a flying type that does a flying ability, it's going to do 50% extra damage to your aquatic type. It resists 30% damage from undead abilities. Now, something I want to point out here, too, is that just because your pet is of a certain type does not mean that its moves are all limited to that type. Exactly. They can actually have moves from different breeds. So you could actually have a, a dragon do like a flying type move because a dragon can fly yeah and it's actually it's a flying ability so while not heavy hitting pant pants <laughs> while not heavy hitting pets of this type are useful for their resilience mm -hmm. oftentimes comes with healing moves such as healing wave or cleansing rain a selection of aquatic pets also have moves like shell shield say that five times fast <laughs> This stacks with their passive abilities to, null to nullify most dot da dot effects, including weather. So, like, typically the ones that come with Shell Shield, are they're going to be like your crabs and stuff like that. I stapled over that and I have no idea what it says. <laughs> That's what you... Okay. Do I need to mention that? Um, we can mention that at the end. Alright, so... This is one of the ones where I'll probably only give you one or two examples. So, examples of aqu aquatic types are Magical Crawdads... They are rare, so they're red uh, in this chart. They're obtained from fishing in highland mixed schools in Terracar Forest. Mm, which is now land, if, if people weren't familiar with that. So Mr. Pinchy has a 2%, or actually 0.2% drop rate, and has a 1 in 5 chance to grant you Magical Crawdad Box when used, which is a 4-hour cooldown with 3 charges. Um... And then an example of a common type is Benax drops from Anax, a rare level 110 rare spawn in Suramar. Um, so to move on, so beast types. Uh, oh, sorry. 
So beast types, passive, deals 25% extra damage below half health, takes extra damage by 50% from mechanical abilities, and resists 33% damage from humanoid abilities. Um, some examples of this are Zandalari Ankle Biter and Zandalari Knee Biter, which is... Those are amazing pets to have. Like, they're really good. They're uncommon. Right. So they both have a chance to drop off Zandalari Dinomancer mm-hmm. in the Isle of Giants. Which is above Kun Lai in, uh, in Pandaria. Uh, one that is common is an alpine foxling, encountered as a wild pet, level 23 to 25 in Kunlai Summit or... Town Long Steps? Yeah, Town Long Steps. Which is honestly, that's also a really good pet to have because that's both the Zandalori Ankle Render and the alpine foxling are recommended pets for the Celestial Tournament. Yeah. So, um, moving on to critter types. Uh, passive, critters are immune to stun, root, and sleep effects. They take damage by 50% from beast abilities and resist 33% damage from elemental abilities. They they generally do nice little uh, stampeding abilities, which will actually reduce, uh, or sorry, will increase the amount of damage they do to the opponent by, I believe it's 50%. So, like, they're a really good ability, really good pet to have if you want to get that big oomph damage. There were only three things listed in the guide for this, and they were all common, so I only wrote mm-hmm. one down, which um, is Shimmer Shell Snail. Say that five <laughs> times fast. Encountered as a wild pet, level two through six on Coast of Darkshore. I think I actually have one of those, and I've named. Yeah, yeah, it's common. You no, no, I've, I've named him Gary. Oh my god. <laughs> and he he's a hard hitter. I like him. So moving on to dragonkin types, for all you tumblerinas out there. Just kidding. Don't come at me. Um, passive, dragon deals 50% additional damage on the next round after bringing the target's health below 50%. Takes extra damage by 50% from humanoid abilities and resists 33% damage from, fi- from flying. flying abilities. The So one example of dragonkin is common uh, emerald proto whelp um, encountered as a wild pet level 21 to 22 in the savage thicket Sholazar basin yeah so that's in uh, northwest okay moving on to elemental types and after this i am not stating any more examples i think i've given you enough yeah so elemental types passive elements Elementals <laughs> ignore all negative weather effects. Enemy pets can still gain the beneficial effects from weather when facing elementals. Takes extra damage by 50% from aquatic abilities and resists 33% damage. Uh, resists 33% damage from mechanical abilities. I forgot to write damage there and I confused myself. <laughs> so, flying types. Passive. Flying creatures gain 50% extra speed while above 50, 50% health, which is why I said we were going to get into mm-hmm. it in a bit. Takes extra damage by 50% from magic abilities and resists 33% damage from beast abilities. They're generally a really good pet to have open up if you want to get in like big damage moves because of that extra speed. Yeah. Like if you need to hit first on an ability against a pet, they're really good to have. Humanoid types... Uh, passive 
recovers 4% of their maximum health if they, um, if, if they, they dealt, dealt damage. I wrote dealt twice like an idiot. <laughs> um, takes extra damage, uh, by 50% from undead abilities, resists 33% damage from critter abilities. Magic types, passive, magic pets cannot be dealt more than 35% of their maximum health in one attack. Takes extra damage by 50% from Dragonkin abilities. Resists 33% damage from Aquatic abilities. So they're actually really good if you're facing off against something that has a really hard-hitting ability. Yeah. And you want to put a pen in there that's going to be able to eat that hit. Uh, mechanical types. Passive. Comes back to life once per battle. Returning to 20% health. Takes extra damage by 50% from elemental abilities and resists 33% damage from magic abilities. What's good about some of those, too, is that there's a, a, dark, a Dark Moon Zeppelin that can actually put out, like, a uh, a, like a decoy. Mm. And so you can negate a couple of hits from that, and then a couple of others actually have abilities that will heal them. So even if they die and go then down to 20%, they can get this big chunk of health back even mm. after that. And the last type we're going to cover is undead types. Passive, undead pets return to life immortal for one round when killed. Takes extra damage by 50% from critter abilities and resists 33% damage from dragonkin abilities. Yeah. I will say that they're actually a really good pet family to have in that situation because if you know there's going to be a move that kills your pet, and but you still want to get an, like a really nice ability off, say like you have an undead pet that has a stampede so it can actually put that uh, damage modifier on the enemy pet. Yeah. So pop that on your la on your last move. That you on your last round that pet's gonna be alive. Even if like when it dies, it's still gonna give that debuff to the enemy pet. Yeah. So one thing I can definitely advise is do not it, like if you're still leveling pets up, do not be tempted to buy level twenty five pets off the auction house because you will not be able to open up the pet cage. And, you know, that's something I, I kind of want to, like, address a little bit, too, is that, so, if you catch a pet in the wild, you cannot cage it and sell it on the auction house. Any pets caught in the wild are yours, but any pets that you get, you get in a dungeon or a raid... So, ones that, like, drop, like, um, like, the, uh, the Fragment of Desire, you can sell that. Yeah, exactly. And what you I have do... sold many of them. Yeah, and they're actually really so pet, catching pets and like or getting pet drops in dungeons things like that. It's a really good way to make money on the auction house because if you find ones that are really rare to drop in the dungeon that have really low drop rate, and you cage them and then you put them on the auction house, you know that's a nice little return there. So, like I said, there are some YouTubers that do a lot of pet battle stuff. What are you doing? They do a lot of pet battle stuff and are a lot more informed than we are. Oh, absolutely. And, okay, so Steak is more informed than me, but, um, like, these guys do a lot of these videos. They have a guide for pretty much everything that you need to know about pet battles. And the number one that we can recommend is Hazelnutty Games. Mm -hmm. When you look up anything about pet battles, what you are most likely to see is her. Yeah. And she is very very good at what she does when she talks about them. There are two other people, one of which Steak has the pleasure of knowing. Yeah, actually she was uh, she was in my guild and almost, I think she's still actually on my server 
and this Panzer from Trade Chat. Yeah, so her channel is Trade Chat, and then the last one that we can recommend is Tuska, which is kind of a odd spelling of a name, but it's really cool. He's so. like he's actually got some really good informative. Uh, information about pet battling. Like, he, he puts in his research and his time in it as well. So, if I'm not mistaken, Trade Chat does, does like, updates on pet things and... She does general updates, and she actually... She's really bubbly when she goes and, like, talks about her stuff. It's kind of nice. She's yeah, really it's really refreshing. What if she watches this? Or I hope she this? does. <laughs> but, yeah, Panzer, if you do happen to listen to this, uh, Steak says hey. So... I'm... I messaged her on Twitter one time, and I was like, hey, you know my husband. <laughs> I never got a response. She's quite she's quite busy. So, I think the takeaway from all this is that, you know, don't be intimidated by pet battles. I, I mean, they, they're going to seem intimidating at first because it's going to be really confusing. Like, hey, I don't, I don't want to get started in these. <laughs> Raise but yeah, hand. I mean, honestly, once you have your pets down, once you've got that team of, like, the 225s, you're going to very quickly start getting oh, yeah. more 25s. And there's also um, little charms I believe you can purchase with the off the, the pet vendors that will actually increase the amount of health, or not health, it's not health, amount of experience you get from, like, your pets get from uh, doing pet battles. And then there's also weekly events of bonus pet battle stuff, which is actually really nice. I can't stress enough that while it is great to listen to general overviews of guides and TLDRs, your own research needs to be put into it because mm-hmm. these are our experiences, what works best for us, and, you know, just general how to get started. Like, there are things that we didn't cover in here, mm-hmm. there are things that are a little bit more advanced that didn't need to be in a beginner's guide, and oh, then... Yeah. Doing your own research is going to help you get it down anyways. Like, me just taking these notes really, really helped me get down the concept of pet battling. And I did my first pet battle today, and it went a lot more smoothly than I thought it was going to go. So, another thing, too, is, like, especially if you're a, like, a DPS class or, like, even a healer, and you queue up for, like, a dungeon or, like, a battleground or something, and you got, like, you know, half an hour to kill before the queue even pops. Oh, yeah. You know, pet battles are a nice little thing to do to kill time. Shit, man. I'm a tank, and I still have a long queue. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. Like, so since we're kind of, like, out of our technicalities and, you know, all of our notes, and we can kind of just bullshit for a little bit. I got about 15 minutes to kill. <laughs> so, when it comes to pet battling, uh, like... What was your start into it like? So I didn't really get heavily invested into it until Missa Pandaria. So in Kata, I had like, you know, because that's when they made all the pets like account bound and when they actually enabled pet battling. Mm. So I didn't really get too invested in it then because like I, I went and did like the tambers and stuff, but I just didn't really take the time to get like the perfect pets. Yeah. Um, like I said, Mister Pandaria, I think is when I really got into it because I wanted the celestial pets. Yeah. I want I like and I did my research. And I went. To, I found a celestial pet guide, which we're gonna like include in this because it's a excellent guide. Yeah. It is a like you know guideline to hey these are uh, pretty ideal pets to have. 
because they're very well-rounded overall pets that they have in your repertoire anyways. They're good. Yeah. And um, now I know that since the, you know, the Celestial Tournament has, you know, been around for a while, there are now pets that may be better than their original suggestions. And, and the comments will actually say as much. Like, you can actually get pets that will perform the duties of what you'd had before a lot better. Yeah. Like, I know that there, I know for sure that there's one pet that it is, it will haunt your dreams if you don't get it, and it's the unborn Valkyrie. That is a <laughs> pinging in ass to farm, but it's so worth it. That is, like, that is honestly one of my all-time favorite pets to have, because she does a nice attack on the opponents. You know, I didn't expect this to be more technicalities. Like, uh, my first pet battle was a disaster. I fought a bunch <laughs> of spiders in Ceramar, and they kicked my ass. Yeah. So I, uh, like I said, I did, I started mine in Mop, and I basically, I had had a pet or two that was a level 25, and then I was like, you know what, I need to level up some more. Yeah. So I actually, I think I got a couple of the rare pet stones, and like, popped them up to 25, a couple of them. And that's actually a pretty decent way to do that because it's really helpful if you want, like, say that you, or say that you have a poor quality pet and you want it to be a rare because it's a really effective yeah. pet to have, then that's a good thing to do is to, like, put it to rare. So, and then, so since we are BSing now, um, shameless plug, we now have a Patreon or Patreon, however you say yeah, that. Patreon. So, if you want to help out a uh, small podcasting team then definitely head over to our patreon and you know feel free to donate and then like i said we also have a merch store on etsy um so we will have a little bit more like actual merch merch mm-hmm. like centric stuff once we get a logo that i can actually sell designed because yeah i i think that blizzard would put the hammer down if we try to use i wouldn't want i wouldn't want to use our current logo anyways like i really like the shield that you designed i i'm not overly fond of it yeah just because it's your art yeah i I don't i'm i'm overly critical my own art i mean same i mean I'll i'll try to come up with something and see what i can get together for that but uh if you want to know what our idea is, you'll just have to stay, tu- stay, stay tuned. You know what I think would be really cool? Hmm. Is people listening to this who are more, you know, art-inclined. Yeah. If you guys actually want to submit oh, things like that... Oh, that would be really cool. Maybe submit, like, a a logo design. We could actually have you know it to where they get, like, something free off your Etsy. You know what we should do? What's up? We should start a hashtag on Instagram, and if anybody has any logo ideas, yeah, they can just hashtag it, and I'll check that. Yeah, because, guys, here's the thing, too. It's like, if you design that logo for us, and we put that on merch, you're going to get you royalties get, yeah. off of it. We're not going to, like, just be like, oh, yeah, we you know, we took your idea. We like it so much, we took it. No, no. Yeah. You're going to get compensated for, for doing that. 100%. Like, the initial compensation may be like, hey, you get, like, a massive discount on something on the Etsy store. Or I just give you... Well, okay, so... When it comes to actual tangible things, I will not be able to do that mm-hmm. because it costs money to print. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got you. However, anything that you want digitally, yeah, it's yours. <laughs> yeah, that's a. Pre- I think that's a pretty fair trade for that. But any merch that we sell with said logo, you will get royalties on. Yeah, you'll be credited for your design, and we'll make sure to be like, hey, you know, designed by so and so. Yeah, but. 
think we should probably start wrapping it up by now because yeah. it's getting close to the hour mark. And if I'm being honest, I have to pee. I have had a lot so of you pee. So you think about waterfalls right now? I hate you. Like Niagara Falls just kind of gushing over, gushing over the, the waves there. Hashtag make steak stop talking about peeing <laughs> and waterfalls. Our cat is chasing something. But yeah, you know, guys, it, and same thing goes for like any of our podcasts. If you have any questions whatsoever about things that we covered, things that you want us to cover, you know, and even like coming to us and asking us for our advice oh, and things like that. we also have a Facebook page now. We do. So there's three avenues to where you can leave us questions in the comments below here because there is a comment section. Mm-hmm. You can message us on our Facebook, which will be linked down below, or on our Instagram, which will be linked down below. Good deal. So if you want to keep up with updates, then be sure to follow us on Facebook and on Instagram. Now, are we also going to include like the YouTube as well? Uh, probably. Um, Maybe, I like, probably, within another couple of weeks, right? I'll probably get that linked up next weekend. Okay. Because I have some editing to do, and I have to get the last two weeks' podcast up, as well as this one. Gotcha. So, I'm also trying to figure out what my upload schedule for that will be, because mm. I feel like uploading a podcast and a YouTube video on the same day is going to be a little bit too oh, much. Oh, yeah. Probably do it, like, middle of the week or something. Or, like, Monday. Yeah. You know, something like that, but... Monday, so I got something to listen to on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so if you enjoy our content, feel free to stop by our Patreon or pick up some merch, and we'll see you next week. One last announcement. So, guys, 8.1 goes live next week on the 11th. Oh. And Battle for Desire Lore goes live on January 22nd. Make sure, make sure that you run your Mythic Pluses this week before the Tuesday reset because the currency that Blizzard has announced will actually come out of your Mythic chest, your Mythic cash, for running Mythics this week. Hmm. So make sure you get those in, guys. I need to get that knocked out. Yep. All right, guys. Well, we will catch you later, and thank you for tuning in. See you next week. Hey, guys. Editing Pizza here to let you know that we will not be called Wordle Podcast from now on. We will be switching to Today in the Queue. Um, It has come to my attention that Blizzard actually has a panel, and I think actually a podcast called Water Podcasts, and I didn't know about this until like yesterday, so I do apologize for that, and from now on we will be called Today in the Queue.